Corinth was one of the largest towns in the ancient world. It was a, a, a seacoast port town, so it was also one of the wealthiest towns in the ancient world. And, of course, because of that, it was one of the most sensual towns in the ancient world. There was a saying that to live like a Corinthian was to live a lavish, uh, lavish licentious life. Uh, a Corinthian girl was not a term that you wanted your daughter to be called, let's say. So this is, this is the place that Paul went to. He evangelized them. He's got this new group of Christians. And now he's writing them a letter about five years later. And five years later, uh, new, new Christians and coming from all sorts of different places and walks of life, living in this very worldly city, you can imagine that it wasn't, it wasn't always you know, peaches and cream. So he's, he's kind of harsh with them from time to time. It, you, get two, you get two senses. One, you can tell that Paul just really loves them so much. He really delights in them. You get this real tenderness. But at the same time, he's like, I'm, I love you too much to, to not throw down a little bit as well. And so he does. And he sees different dysfunctions and, and things that he wants to address. I mean, there's, there's certain heresies. I mean, there's people saying like, well, Jesus didn't really rise from the dead. He's going after that. He's saying, there's people who are, you know, saying you have to still live like a Jew and he's going after that. Uh, one of the biggest things he's kind of going at here in, in our section and later on is just the divisions. Actually, he starts off with like, I've heard from Chloe's people that there's these divisions. And on and, and one hand, this is, this is natural, right? We can't tend to clump with the people that we're, we're like. And if you come from this melting pot of a, of a, a city where and you've all, you have something in common, we're all Christians, but we also have something in common that, you know, we used to be in the cult of, you know, Jupiter, and we used to be in the cult of Aphrodites, and we used to be, you know, we used to be Jews, and so you have these different, we were, we were wealthy, and we were poor, and so you tend to, you tend to go into your, your little factions, and, and Paul is, is saying this is, this is really unacceptable. I mean, we have to be living in a way that's different than the rest of Corinth. We're called to something higher. We've been, we've been purchased. We've been transformed. We're, we're Christians. We're not, we're not pagans anymore. And so the Lord, or St. Paul is, is inviting them into this. Now, the other, the other thing about, about Paul is in his, in his boldness, he, he realizes that he doesn't, um, whereas he loves his people very much, he doesn't care what they think about him in a certain, so, so it gives him this freedom to really like speak boldly and speak the truth. He says in another letter, I think it's to the Galatians, he says, look, if I wanted to win the esteem of, of human beings, uh, I wouldn't have become a minister of the gospel, okay? He says here at the beginning of our section, if I preach the gospel, this is no reason for me to boast a burden has been placed upon me. I have to preach the gospel. And so he's doing what I have to, to do this. Later on, it's funny because he actually will boast. He says, okay, if you want, if you want boasting, I'll boast. Because there was a group of super apostles uh, who, were, who were claiming to have some sort of authority in leading the people astray. And he was, they, they were, they were, 
yeah, they were going, they were take, leading the people astray. And he says, okay, you want my credentials? Here's my credentials. I was shipwrecked this many times and beaten this many times and scourged this many times and stoned this many times and arrested this many times, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So you want, you want boasting? There's my boast. But you can see it's like there's no pride in that boast. He's just boasting in, in the Lord. He's, he, he wants to do the Lord's work. That's it. He doesn't care about anything else. He's so passionate. And so as he continues on in our, in our section here, he says, look, I became weak to win over the weak. And I became, uh, I became uh, a slave to win over those. I, I, became, I became like everyone else to win over everyone else. So I became like everyone to win over some. And so we see that St. Paul actually knows this Corinthian community better than anybody else knows it because he's kind of he's the epicenter. He, he's, he's gone out to every single faction, every single group, every single clique. He's ministered to them. He's gotten to know them on their, on their level, on their terms, walked with them, whereas the, the, the factions kind of tend to be in their factions, what he'll get to in a little bit is one of the, one of the most insidious places and one of the places where we see some of his, his harshest language is that when they were coming together for, for worship, for their liturgical services, which weren't as developed as they are now, obviously this is very early on in the, in the liturgical life of the church, but what was happening is, you know, they would have, they would have their, their worship but also have a meal before or after and some people were, the rich people were getting together and getting drunk and full, and the poor people were over here uh, going hungry. He says, this, again, this is, this is unacceptable. It's unacceptable for, for Christians to live this way. We, he, he, I think he's calling his people to do like what he's doing. You have to become like all to win over all. That's, that's the Christian message. That's what Jesus, the attitude that Jesus has, this is what he says in the letter to the Philippians, is he lowers himself. We need to consider all others better than ourselves. We need to, we need to not fight for, for, for numero uno as everybody else in Corinth is doing, but we need to fight for one another regardless of whether we even know one another. It's, it's impossible to, to be best friends with everybody or get to know everybody in, in a community like this, but we have to know that the thing that binds us together is, is our oneness in Christ, and that's the thing that's worth fighting for. Immediately after this passage, where, this pa- where our passage ends, he continues with this famous, famous passage where he says, do you not know that in the race all the runners run? but only one receives the prize. So run that you may obtain it. Run, run the race so that you may obtain it. Now, 99% of the time when St. Paul says you, or we hear you in, in scriptures at all, it's not you individual, it's you plural, you all. So you have to run together to win the race. That's the only way we win the race. It's, 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 a, it's a team sport. And I like this image because I think too often in our spiritual lives, individually or collectively, we can have like, well, I'm, you know, I'm going to try to get to the finish line. But he doesn't say try to get to the finish line. He says run so as to win. There's a big difference in the training model if you're run, like, I'm going to run a marathon. Like, okay, do you want to finish a marathon? You have about seven or eight hours to do that. You can walk. You could even skip probably. 
But if you want to win, if you want to, if you want to get under four hours, if you want to get under three hours, if you want to compete for for a, a medal, you have a serious training program to undergo. And so in our spiritual life too, that not just the seriousness of it, but kind of the competitive nature of it. Somebody say we, we like Paul, like, well, we can't, you know, we can't boast, we can't compete. It's like, well, sure, I think we can. I think there's, I think there's a competitive, a way that we can compete in the spiritual life. Not in the necessary, like, I want to be better than that guy. I want to be better than you. This is, this is Corinth. This is, this is the town that they're living in. Like, ooh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to outdo this guy. I'm going to be richer than this guy. I'm going to try to steal this guy's uh, business. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get more than, more than this. And, and that's, that's our world too, right? We can do it on every level. Like, I want to I wanna get better grades than this, this classmate. And I want to I wanna get a, the raise that this, the, the, over this employer, coworker. We, we can do that in all sorts of, all sorts of ways as competition. Well, what about this healthy competition of like, I want to I pursue and grow in the virtuous life. I want to I excel. But if we do it in the mindset that St. Paul has, I want to excel because the best thing for my community is for me to be holy. Because the holier I am, the holier we are. The holier I am, the more likely other people are going to take that same journey. They're going to say, yeah, you know, I see how that person is striving for holiness. I want to do that. I think I can do that. Let me try to do that. I say this, and there's a lot of context in which we can look at this, and as we take these, this scripture and apply it to ourselves, we can say, well, yeah, we can tend to be very like the Corinthians. We can, we can tend to look out for ourselves. We can, we can tend to, to compete in the wrong ways. We can tend to go into our, our little factions and not think much about what other people in the parish community need or require. And so if, if, that's, if that's how we're living out our, our faith, then just like the Corinthians, it'll necessarily be stunted because we're, we're running apart from the group. And, and St. Paul wants to be able to boast in his community. He, he want, and he, you see him doing that in, in other level, letters, like I've been telling everybody else about how generous you are in giving to this or how, 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 how good you are in what you've, what you've been doing. He wants to be able to boast in them. And every pastor wants to be able to boast in his parishioners too. He wants to, he wants to be able to say like what the great things that they're doing. He wants to say, yeah, our adoration, our adoration chapel is full. I mean, that's the type of thing a pastor boasts about. Pastor friend was boasting. He said, we did, we're doing a capital campaign. The feasibility study said that we could raise, you know, $1.5 million. We raised $3 million. That's, that's something to boast about. There's a, there's a generosity there. There's a faith there, you know. I can, I can boast about our roof. I can say, hey, we paid off our, our roof. If you didn't know, newsflash, we paid off our roof. I mean, we paid off our roof without even doing a capital campaign. I stood up here, I said something, we sent out email reminders, we, we collectively got together and, and we, 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 we paid off our roof, which is, which is awesome. You know, that's, that's, a, that's, a really good, that's a really good feat. That's something to be proud of, to boast about. Um, but I think, I think where, where we can... We can where I, I want to be able to boast and I can't boast is, yeah, we paid off the roof. The rest of our collections aren't looking that great. And I think a roof is something, yeah, we can come together. We all, we all sit under the same roof, literally. We all, we all need that and so we can contribute to it together. But when it comes to like regular tithing, regular giving, like, well, what, what's, what's this money going to? 
Well, I, you know, I'm not that involved. I don't, I don't do the school or faith formation or some of those ministries and stuff. So, you know, I don't, I don't need to give, to give to that. If it's something that, you know, would, would benefit me, then I'd give to that. Well, that's, that's a Corinthian way of seeing things. The, the Christian way of seeing things is I want to I wanna give and I know that, that my money goes to my community, but ultimately it goes to the Lord. I'm giving to him. And so no matter what is going on in my parish, whether or, not, whether or not I like my pastor or the things that he's doing, it's like my giving isn't to him. It's not to that. It's to the Lord. It shows my faith in Jesus. It shows where I'm at in my, in my, my journey of discipleship. That's, that's what we want. That's what a pastor wants to be able to brag about. By the way, I don't know what you give I don't, I don't look at the numbers. For, for the most part, I really have no idea. And I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to know who's, you know who's giving a lot so that like, I might treat them you know, better. Like, ooh, I gotta, gotta make sure to be really nice to the Joneses because you know, they're, they're really anting up. And I also don't want to be on the other end like, well, they don't, they don't hardly give so I don't, need to, I don't need to talk to them at donuts. They're probably not even paying for the donuts. You know, I don't, I don't, wanna, I don't wanna have that, that mindset. Um, but like the sad reality is uh, that about 80% of us, and this is an us thing, you know, our tithing is an, is an us thing. We're running this race together. About $15 a week, $15 a week, 80% of us are only giving $15 or less a week. And what, what that says to me is that that's not intentional giving. That's, oh yeah, you know, I, I should probably give some, but it's not intentional giving. We can't accidentally be Christians. We can't accidentally win the race. We're not gonna wake up like, oh, well, I made it to heaven. I didn't, even, I didn't even try. We have to be intentional. We have to be intentional about our prayer life. We wanna, if we wanna have a prayer life, we're like, well, when are you gonna pray? How long are you gonna pray? Where are you gonna pray? You gotta know those things. If I wanna, if I wanna grow in my, my discipleship and I wanna, I wanna grow in tithing, which is part of our discipleship, I gotta be intentional about it. Okay, how much do I make? How much should I give? How much is the Lord asking me to give? What did I give last year? What can I, did I get a raise this year? Can I increase it this year? Oh, when was the last time I went to my online giving and, and upped it a little bit? Ah, inflation has happened. I should probably inflate my giving as well. How do we be intentional about running the race? How to be intentional about, about living our faith, our, our discipleship. Those are the things that uh, we can boast in. Like when we're doing that, when, when, we have, when, we have, uh, when our, our, our tithe is coming in, we can do things financially uh, that, that we couldn't do before. That's something to, to boast about. And I think there too, the, the competitive nature comes in. I, I, think that, I think that it's okay to talk about our tithing and our spiritual life because we grow and learn by that. And I can think of so many different instances in my own life, whether it was somebody saying, yeah, I started going to daily mass. I think, oh, that's, that's something. I could probably do that. I started praying a daily rosary. Oh, that's possible? It's like you can do that? Uh, I, I increased my tithing. I started tithing more than 10%. Oh, I never even thought about that. I started going to holy hour every day. Whoa. Like, those are the types of things when the person is doing it, they're boasting in the way that St. Paul is boasting. If I preach the gospel, there's no reason for me to boast. A burden was placed, an obligation was placed upon me. 
Same thing for us. When we're, when we're living that level of discipleship, when we're, when we're giving, when we're praying, I've, I've never met anybody who, who actually did like, yeah, well, you know how much we tithe? You know how often I'm in the adoration chapel? Because they know that whatever they're doing, whatever they're giving, it's still all a gift from the Lord. Everything that they've been given has been gift. And that when they give more of their time or finances, the Lord just increases it. It becomes a selfish thing. Like, yeah, I do that, but the Lord, the Lord keeps outdoing me in, in his generosity. So I would, I would encourage you, I would encourage you, bring up, talk about those things. Talk about your spiritual life, the way that you, you pray, the way that you give. Uh, I think those are, those are beautiful ways to help our community, to help our brothers and sisters also grow in, in, in faith and in discipleship. Let's, let's all of us, let's all of us strive, let's all of us commit to, to becoming all things to all people because that's what benefits all of us. Let's, let's us run the race together so, so that we're not just like trickling across the finish line or coming up short, but that we're running through it, that we're running to win.